Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. Today is Friday, December 9th, 2022. This is edition number 7 of Season 7 of the Morning Devotional. We are working our way through the book of Joshua. Today we come to a rather dark chapter, a, uh, one that is somewhat bleak in Joshua chapter 7 where we see here the people of Israel, the people of God, are defeated by a much lesser <clears throat> Uh, much lesser uh, opponent, much lesser enemy. My name is Pastor William Hill. I'm the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. We are a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America. More information about the church can be found at our website. That information will be given to you at the end of this video. Let's pray first and then we'll consider briefly Joshua chapter 7. Our Father in heaven, as we now come again to your word, we come to consider these matters that are before us in the wake of the great victory your people had at Jericho. Now we read of the great defeat that they suffer at the hands of, much, of a much lesser enemy. And we pray that we would learn something from this chapter, that we would learn something of the nature of sin, its effects not only upon the individual's lives, but also upon the lives of your church. We pray that you'd help us, that you would forgive us for our sins, and you would Help us now to walk humbly with you. Teach us by your spirit, we ask for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, Joshua chapter 7 comes uh, immediately after the great victory that, is a, that occurs in the plains of Jericho, at the city of Jericho, and where the people of God uh, obeyed the very instructions of the Lord, and even as odd as they may have been, um, they followed it to the letter, and they were victorious over the people and over the city. And remember, at the very end of the uh, chapter, in chapter 6, they were specifically told to devote everything in the city to destruction, both men and women, young and old, oxen, sheep, donkeys, with the edge of the sword. Now, this is found in verse 21 of chapter 6. We come to chapter 7, and here we have a matter that is somewhat disturbing, a matter that uh, instructs us greatly in the, the nature of sin and how God sees it but also its effects upon others around us. And in Joshua chapter 7, we have the people now going into the next battle the, against the city of Ai. Now one commentator makes an argument that I don't necessarily agree with and that there is no um, seeking of the Lord's wisdom and will in the very early verses of Joshua 7. Well, that, that may be true, um, and perhaps it had something to do with the defeat, the defeat. The real emphasis of the chapter is on the sin. And of course, we know that all cities, all areas of the land was already promised by God to be given into the hands of the people. And so, while we don't have the record of Joshua seeking the Lord's wisdom here, uh, what we do have is the accounts of the battle that occur in verses, seven through, or verses 1 through 5. In short, they go against the city, and uh, they are destroyed. Uh, they lose. They lose, and they lose badly. As a response to this, of course, we have uh, Joshua tearing his clothes, verse 6, falling to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening, he and the elders of Israel. And they put dust on their heads, and Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all to give us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? Would that we had been content to dwell beyond the Jordan. 
In other words, Joshua is discouraged. He is in disarray. He's dismayed by the events. The event, of course, is the very sin that highlights to be very opening words of this chapter. A sin that Joshua does not yet know about, but a sin that the Lord does know about. Here in verse 1 we read, But the people of Israel broke faith in regard to the devoted things for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, son of Zerah, the tribe of Judah, took some of the devoted things, and the anger of the Lord burned. Now note this, burned against the people of Israel. Now it's quite clear that this family and his descendants, those around him, were the ones who violated the directive, the command of the Lord to devote all things to destruction in the conquering of Jericho. It's quite clear that the Lord knew that, but it's also clear in the verses that the anger of the Lord burned against the people, and as a result of that, uh, they are defeated. And in much the same way, we must understand and see that well, it is often the case in which we in the West, especially especially Americans, who tend to live very independent lives, fail to recognize that our sin will affect the lives of our brothers and sisters in the church. Sin that is egregious, of course, uh, sins that are uh, by reason of their several aggravations or several consequences, Uh, that are more heinous in the sight of God than others, will in fact have great consequences not only for the sinner, but also for the people that are around them. That is to say, the church itself. David, in his sin against Bathsheba, and his adultery, and his conspiracy to commit murder, and then his murder, uh, placed the people, the kingdom, in in great jeopardy. Uh, And we too need to be mindful of the fact that our sins are not secret. They may be secret to all other people, but they are not secret to God. And as we persist in those sins and we fail to repent of them and turn away from them, we will, in fact, uh, we do run the risk and the potential of harming the very church itself. And so here, the people suffer at the hands of the sin of the family of Achan. Uh, They don't just suffer. Uh, Some lost their lives. The the damage was, of course, great. And so the sin is disobedience, disobedience to God's command. The result was defeat at the hands of the enemy. Of course, Joshua is disturbed. He's dismayed by these things, and God meets him there in his trouble. Verse 10, the Lord said to Joshua, Get up, why have you fallen on your face? Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant that I commanded them. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen and lied and put them among their own belongings. Therefore, the people of Israel cannot stand before their enemies. They turn their backs before their enemies because they have become devoted for destruction. It's really interesting wordplay here. The sin was that they kept items devoted for destruction, and now God says they have become devoted for destruction. I will be with you no more unless you destroy the devoted things from among you. Get up, consecrate the people, and say, Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow, for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, There are devoted things in your midst, O Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the devoted things from among you. And so, in, in, a, in a word, they are to repent. This sin is to be uncovered. It is to be dealt with. 
And we see how it is dealt with. In the act of discipline of the Lord, in dealing with his people, he is now going to deal with the perpetrator of the sin. And the rest of the chapter deals with it. It is a very striking section in which Achan is, um, is, uh, is, is dealt with uh, in his uh, uh, sin. We read, that, uh, we read of that in verses 22 to the end of the chapter. And specifically, um, there at the end of verse uh, 27, And all Israel stoned him with stones, they burned them with fire, and stoned them with stones, and they raised over him a great heap of stones that remains to this day. Then the Lord turned from his burning anger. And that is what the Lord will do for us. When we have sinned against the Lord, when we we are troubled, and violate God's word. Each time we ask for forgiveness, God is just and He is gracious to forgive us. When, when an unrepentant sin is discovered and God in an act of kindness brings you to a place of repentance, He does indeed forgive. And He uh, restores that one uh, to the body of Christ. But it's very important, and we recognize here in this chapter, the need for discipline in the church, the need to deal with unrepentant sin amongst the members, that the body of Christ might not be harmed as a result. Uh, It is not an easy thing to do. As an elder and pastor in the church, I've had occasion where we've had to, as elders, uh, exercise church discipline. It is unpleasant. Uh, I often comment to my elders that I tend to lose a great deal of sleep during those periods in times of prayer for the individual, that they might turn from their sin. They might not do damage to the glory of Christ and the honor of His church. But we must do the discipline for the glory of Christ and the honor of His church. We must must purge the leaven from the midst of the people. And that's precisely what happens here in this chapter. And when it does happen, then the anger of the Lord relents. And we'll see in chapter 8, of course, that God then goes with them as they continue on the battle against the world, the flesh, and the devil. Very instructive chapter, one that's sobering indeed, but one that we must heed as we walk, as we learn to walk uh, with our Savior. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Monday edition, when we do see Joshua chapter 8 and the defeat of Ai, may the Lord help you. Even this weekend, as you seek to go to God's worship on the Lord's Day, may He find you there. May you worship Him with joy and with great delight. God bless.